everybody welcome to a quick reaction of the ncaa cross-country championships glad you're here uh one of the best ever cross-country championships you gotta say honestly michigan tech michigan tech was robbed michigan tech was robbed no that's the frozen four michigan tech is the frozen four my bad you're confused uh usa versus wales we're all still riding uh edgy i'm edgy i won't say i'm high but i'm still feeling quite edgy uh, we are here. I've got Michael in uh, somewhere out the Eastern Seaboard. The Eastern Seaboard, specifically the attic of my childhood home. Oh, this uh, is very much my vibe. An attic on the Eastern Seaboard. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's a packed house. Uh, there's people in every room. There's babies. Uh, so this is the one space that is currently available. Will I make it through this podcast? No one knows. Will this audio be good enough to use? Also, no one knows. There's a lot of there's a lot of conditionals going on right here, but we're giving it a shot. A Winter World Cup. You don't know what to expect. You know, we're uh, Roll the dice, we're just baby. going for it. Yeah, that's right. Colin's in the shed. I'm feeling good in the shed. I mean, we're podcasting. You know, not at late at late at night as we normally do here on the Eastern Seaboard. You know, still got a beer. It's Good stuff. Just a Monday afternoon happy hour. Thanksgiving week, baby. This is. Uh, I have not rewatched this game yet, but I'm going going to get to rewatch it later because I had to lie to my son and tell him that the game was on after daycare because otherwise he would have absolutely thrown a fit this morning. That's beautiful. Uh, so, so we'll be watching the game this evening in my house over dinner, uh, and I will have to act as interested as I would be if I was watching it live and not uh, just wander off and and come in for the goals. I have to so, say, I've uh, done, I've seen your acting around Seb before. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. No. It's not a surprise it, to me that you... Is were, it good enough to fool him, though? That's the question. It, it doesn't have to be great. Yeah. It seems like it, it was. It has to be good enough for, like, a five-year-old. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, So, 1-1. Wales, USA, in their first uh group game of Group B. Earlier in the day, England pummeled Iran. So, England on three points. Iran on zero points. A negative four goal differential. USA, uh, one one with Iran, one point each. That is where we stand in Group B. Mike, coming. Uh, well, I don't know. Do we want to do big reactions or try to like walk through it a little bit to start? I mean, I'm coming in hot either way. I, you know, I think someone, I think Palmer maybe on the text chain said this is a draw that feels like a loss. My uh, response was this is a draw that feels like a plane ticket home. I feel like, you know. It, this is basically now a 50-50 between us and Wales who advances. Which, and my, which going my money into is on game, Wales. With going into this game, 50-50, did you think we had that good of a shot of getting out of this group? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought we would beat Wales. And, oh, okay. you know, I think oh, yeah. the, the odds makers and the 538 people were with me that we were favored to get out of the group. And uh, now I would say, yeah, it's a toss-up between, like, a bunch of young kids who have shown that they kind of, I don't want to say crack under pressure, that's a little harsh, but certainly don't perform their best under the biggest pressure. And a team that's been to multiple tournaments and has a star player who shows up in big games. So I'll take the latter. I mean, I understand where you're coming from there. Yeah. I, first of all, I don't think we can check the tape on, on what the betting line here was, but I don't think that the betting line favored the U.S. in this game. Uh, 
I know the 538 odds that that's what I'm going off yeah. of. And I'm Obviously assuming that that's those, irrelevant to me. Those factor in the <laughs> betting odds. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, my point would be, yes, I agree that like we had every opportunity to win this game. We looked the better team in the first half. We could have had multiple goals. We could have, you know, not made that silly lunge in the box. And then we squeak out of there with one nil either way. Right. Like, we should have won this game if there was going to be a one winner. If there was going to be a winner in this game, it was going to be the United States. And this young team kind of blew their chance at having a, a pretty clear path to the knockout round. It's I mean, a, I would. It's a very. I would disagree with that. Also, like I would say that Wales was much more dominant in the second half than we were in the first half. Like they created more chances in their good run of play than we did. We, Maybe. I think. The problem with this team, I mean, we're just getting, we're, I don't know if there is all a right, run order, but, but, but we're just getting all, into it. But like, uh, we, the, the problem on. with this finish. team, the problem with this team is that we've always thought they can't create chances and they kind of proved us right today. I, so I do want to talk about that. I have some notes written down. I have not shared them with you. So you guys don't know the run order, but I do have some notes. Let's, uh, let's get to that stuff after we get through some of the specifics of the game. I think uh, we'll look forward. We'll talk about how we're feeling in general. Uh, but let's start early on. Uh, lineups, even. Wea with the start, Sargent with the start, Ream with the start. I think those are the three, probably, that were like of interest. Everything else, basically, as we expected. Um, to me, this looks like we set up to try to score goals. Wea, specifically, to me, is a direct player. He's goal dangerous. And having him play instead of Reyna or Aronson uh, said that we were going to try to score some goals. That's what I read. Do you agree with that, Colin? Yeah, I mean, I think Gio Reyna is also a very attacking player. <clears throat> Arizona would have been a more defensive selection. Um, kind of seemed to me like maybe Gio's, I mean, maybe not 100%, um, given that he didn't get on the field, it wasn't chosen amongst the attacking subs. It's kind of a strange one. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's true. I think Reem, you know, we talked about it on the pod two pods ago or whatever. We kind of put it together that, that that's a logical game for him to play so I, I wasn't actually surprised by that necessarily um but yeah i was definitely a little surprised by Wea, um and read it the same way as you yeah i mean i was i was thrilled to see way in there i think i think i've been on the record to say i think he's our best attacking player i think he proved it today and uh yeah i hope we get to see more of him i think geo they must be saving his minutes basically there's some plan let him play against england he'll i would bet that he'll get to the start against England. They just wanted to save him so. today. I hope so. When yeah. the subs were coming in, it may not have been game state for him. Like Aronson yeah. probably just made more sense. Aronson, I thought, played really um, well. Yeah. He I thought that he was, was a good. perfect looking... role for him and everything. Yeah. I would have liked him 10 minutes earlier, but it was the definitely yeah. the right sub. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have taken Gio instead of Jordan Morris there. I'll always take our best attacker over our eighth best I attacker. Pony. But I mean, yeah, you know, for what maybe for what we needed, Morris was the man. But our broiest yeah. attacker, um, yeah, <laughs> the f- attacker with the face most easy to punch. Yeah, is he the mo- the broiest? I feel like it, they're all bros. They're all very fratty kind of kids. I think I think George Jomo takes the cake. Yeah, I mean they're all down there on the on that side of the spectrum, but. <laughs> Down there. Wow, we know where Mike falls. <laughs> Absolutely elitist. Um, oh, well, yeah, for, I thought Jordan Morris Fr- actually Fr- also played well. I, We're kind of getting into like player ratings, but 
uh, I think Jordan Morris was a logical substitution. Uh, you know, you could argue that. Did he play well, though? What did he do? He, I mean, he, had, he like, didn't have a ton of touches. He didn't have a ton of touches, but I thought he had a couple, like, recoveries in the attacking third where I thought, yeah, he's in there to kind of bully that tired left back off the ball, and he's doing it. Um, I think those kind of things, same with, you know, kind of my opinion of Josh Sargent, a lot of those things go unnoticed, but it makes a big difference to win the ball back in the attacking third. That creates a good chance for our team. So Yeah, yeah. So early on, uh, Weah hits an early cross from close to the byline, maybe not early, but like quick, decisive cross from the byline. Uh, defender almost puts it into his own net. Nice save by the uh, Hennessy Wales goalkeeper. And then immediately following that, Anthony fires a ball at Sargent, cutting back from the other side, and goes off the post, or what, was it a save? Yeah, or post, it was off, off, off the post. post. Uh, so really good early signs, and kind of went that way. I mean, not chance after chance after chance, but generally early signs. It felt really good for the whole first half, basically. Yeah, I agree. I read a ton of the ball. Mm-hmm. We had a ton of the ball. I mean, those were those two and the goal. Obviously, were were our best chances. It didn't. We had a lot of the ball, but I wouldn't say Wales was under sustained pressure. You know, if they felt fairly comfortable, I would say for a lot of the half. And I think proven by the point that our goal came off of a not a breakaway, but a transition. A lot. My one of my frustrations, even while we had so much of the ball, and certainly in the second half was that every time we would get the ball, we would go basically to the left corner. Like we'd get Anthony Robinson down by the corner flag and never played up the middle, except on our goal when Pulisic, uh, or like what, Sargent laid it off into Pulisic's path. He picked it up and played Weah in. Uh, great finish by Weah too. Cheeky yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not a big window there for him to hit, and it was very nice. Um I, I can that was basically the one time we like we went at goal, which was a huge frustration for me. I, I completely agree. It seems like what our team does well is go where the other team wants us to go, which is often, you know, into the corners at um at a slow pace so that the other team still has six to eight guys behind the ball. And when we're successful, it's when we are either playing like a more sort of vertical ball, like that ball into Wea when he crossed it for the near own goal or if we can somehow get into space in the middle. And what frustrated me a lot is that we, you know, I think that the guys who can most exploit space in the middle are, you know, like Musa, Pulisic, Gio, Aronson, those guys who can like get the ball, turn quick and then go at someone. And it seems like by and large, they were always in wide positions. So when they beat someone, you know, instead of going in on goal, they're now running at, you know, a corner flag, basically. Do you think that it's because we were doing what Wales wanted us to do? It it felt to me, actually, this may surprise you, but I'm going to try to blame Greg Berhalter for this. <laughs> uh, his whole thing when he started this job was that he wanted to, like, unbalance the opposition with the ball. And, like, it looked, it reminded me a lot of those early games under Berhalter where the idea was just to, like, get in the offensive third and then, like, get the center back to move out wide and get them in positions they didn't want to be in then and then attack them from there and it like it never worked then and it just had a very similar feeling today where it was like what's what is the plan though besides like when, yeah. and then we'll just pass it until something opens up and it never worked yeah i mean i agree and and i think we're also like lacking whether it's whales pushing us there or us wanting to take it there 
quite frankly, our crossers of the ball are not very good. Like Oof. at this level, right? Like I'm not saying they're they're incompetent, but Jedi, uh, Weya, definitely Pulisic. It's not their strength as players, right? And so they're putting us in positions, like you're saying, Dan, where they they have plenty of players behind the ball, and you're crossing into a box that has, say, Sargent and Pulisic in it, and you know, four Welsh defenders. It's extremely low probability. Yeah. <clears throat> so it seemed like we were doing that all over and over again. Definitely from set pieces, the delivery was not good, and we're not that team anyway. So I I totally agree that like <clears throat> the the plan in the attacking third, at least when they're behind the ball is not the plan that that's yeah. going to work, right? Like, I mean, our our ability to hit the first man on a set piece, the first Chris defender, is is so yeah, consistent so and so, so frustrating. And it's been that way for, it makes for you think literally we lose, years. We could use a player like Gianluca Busio, who has great set piece delivery. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when Acosta came on, yeah, he didn't take kept taking the corners. Yeah, so yeah, it was stupid. like... That's it, one of the reasons to bring a, yeah, that Acosta's yeah, yeah. on the plane, right? It, like it just feels like at this point, you know, just tell your set piece taker, like, just float it up to the back post. Stop yeah, trying to hit a driven. And Aronson got his head on it late. Yeah. Um, like honestly, he's not. It's not the rocket science. Yeah, I mean, fine. We don't have anyone who can hit like a great whipped cross off a set piece. Okay, just acknowledge that and move on instead of yeah. consistently doing it badly. SofaScore has us at four out of 30 for crosses. 30 crosses is a lot in a game. That's, uh, you know, what's the cliche? Like David Moyes, Manchester United. Yeah, it was like 75 yeah. crossing. Yeah. Um, so our goal, I already mentioned it, kind of straight up the middle. Great finish by Wea. Anything else to say about that? I mean, at that point, feeling good, I think. Oh, absolutely. Feeling yeah. great. And I mean, I think that's, uh, I think they said this on the broadcast, so maybe I'm, I'm stealing this from uh, Twelman or something. But that's absolutely like the way we need to play, or like that's all those guys playing at their like doing the job that they're best at, right? right? Sergeant square peg square hole. Sergeant holding up the ball, Pulisic running with the ball, Wea running in behind. Like those are. Yep. I mean, that's that's really nice to see. So second half uh, comes out and it's completely different. What I and this is an honest question for me, like what was different clearly something tactical or was it just like the chance for Wales to regroup I mean I, I feel like in the first half Wales mostly seeded us the ball yeah and in the second half they decided they're going to try and possess the ball and be direct with the ball and target Bale and Kiefer Moore and that was a big you know change. it it wasn't rocket science, but it was just was the difference between basically letting us have the ball most of the time and countering and realizing, okay, we got to get a, a goal. And our reaction was instead of kind of going toe to toe, I think was to more drop back and not, you know, not that we didn't have the ball and didn't have opportunities, but I feel like it was just a really different strategy from them. And then our response was, was pretty inadequate. Yeah, I totally agree. And Kiefer Moore was good. And like, I think he replaced Daniel James, which is, you know, the antithesis or whatever of a like for like substitution, right? Like yeah. a, a small, speedy player for a six foot five dude. And that definitely changed the balance in, in our final third or like the balance of our ability to win balls that were kind of just like hopefully hoofed towards our center backs and their forwards. Um, and they did a good job with that. And we did not respond <coughs> uh, well. 
Um, I thought also like some of our players looked tired and, and pretty poor with the ball in possession, even guys who we really like, like, I don't, you know, like it's kind of, like, <laughs> I hate like criticizing Musa cause not that I, we have any say in what happens, uh, at, at any level in anyone's lives, but, uh, like <laughs> just like Musa was pretty poor in the second half. He had a bunch of giveaways and, uh, I think he's a great future and he's a great player, but like, I don't know if he was tired or whatever, but that's maybe the kind of what you're saying, Mike, of like inexperienced guys. It's like when, when that team's dominating you and you need to get your foot back on the ball to kind of like change the momentum or the, the feeling there, you can't be giving the ball away in midfield over and over. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's something about, you know, sports that there's just that intangibleness of experience and knowing what to do when the pressure's on and, you know, some guys can get that at a really young age. And I don't know if any of our guy, you know, it's hard to say like who on our team has it or doesn't have it. But I think just you can see kind of collectively, like at least today, it wasn't it wasn't there. Yeah, I think I think two guys who have it and played really well today. One, Tyler Adams. Yeah, not as inexperienced yeah. as a lot Always. of guys. He's phenomenal today. And then Aronson, I thought when he came in, uh, was really good. Fearless with the ball. Didn't yep. give it away. Um you know, went and won a lot of balls that where we needed him to win balls. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think those are two guys. I think, yeah, I, even though we're feeling down about that, that second half, I think there are still places for praise in this performance. For sure. And, and I think just one other thing um, about Aronson is when you compare him to McKenney, it feels like we still have never really figured out what to do with McKenney as a player, mm-hmm. I think. And it kind of shows that he can kind of drift around games and, you know, still be influential at moments, but like, it doesn't feel like he knows what to do, particularly offensively. And Aronson, I think is a, seems to be a better fit for that, you know, kind of opposite role of Musa and can do similar things to Musa of like, get the ball, quick turn, advance the ball. And that's just not really McKinney's strong suit, I think. Yeah. And to be clear, you don't mean we, you mean Greg Burhalter has not figured out. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, Greg <laughs> does text us every week, and we haven't responded. So, but in the end, the buck stops. With yeah, that's that's a true. Triple G. Yeah, I feel yeah. like um, I feel like no one's figured out McKenny. Like, I feel like that's true at the club level too. Like, he yeah. plays all over the field, and when he he's a good player, so he pops up with goals here and there, and you know, he gets himself onto the field. But he's still never yeah. found like a a role or a one thing he does well. Like, kind of like what I was saying before about like, oh, Sergeant holding up the ball, Pulisic running with it, way running it behind, like. McKenny like what winning headers like that's his yeah best I mean thing. I think like he's good in transition moments but we also as a team I would say like don't get him in those positions and don't often get in transition moments ourselves so anyway yeah uh Chris and Pulisic got kicked a lot in this game sure did I think they, I mean, the, the broadcast mentioned it, but it was pretty obvious as well. I think that Wales just decided that they were going to kick him whenever he had the ball, basically. Yeah. Which part of me is surprised that they give him that much respect, honestly, because he doesn't seem like the scariest player. Maybe he's the scariest on the U.S., but like these guys all play he's not like Maradona. League or yeah. whatever. Right. right yeah, right. exactly. Like the fact that they would very clearly go out and attempt to do that, I think, was surprising to me a little bit. Um, Colin, do you have any concern about. I don't know how he handles that. He's, it seems like it's in his head a lot. Yeah, I think that's why you kick I mean, him. He spends a lot of time holding onto his legs. Like, yeah, 
I physically, think, mentally, is it going to work out for him? I think that's why you kick him. Like some guys, I mean, maybe this, uh, I think the argument they made on the broadcast was like that one foul on him from uh, the guy who ended up getting the yellow card, Mepham, yeah. um, was like pissed him off or whatever. And that's why he made started playing a little bit better and, and provided the assist. I'm not really buying that, to be honest. I think right. for the most part, um, when you kick him, he's the kind of player who starts whining about it, uh, lets it affect him, uh, is looking for the foul instead of being quite so aggressive, et cetera, et cetera. So I think yeah. it's not that he they perceive him to be Maradona, but they perceive it that like it's effective to follow him. Just get get him off his game. And yeah, I think like, like some players you just make him like uh Weston McKenney, for instance. Him up. It's like yeah. you know, yeah, he he might get he might play a little better. And so um but I, I think yeah, I think Christian needs to work on that part of his game. And I think it's true in a sense for the team as a whole. Like you saw it in the first half where Dest and McKenney got those two quick yellows. And I think the team can kind of get sidetracked by some of those mind games like we've seen in CONCACAF. And maybe as they get older, they're, they'll figure out how to do that. Um, I mean, I think Pulisic is the the best example of it, but I think it's also an issue across the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, later in the game, Pulisic started to, like, hobble around a little bit more, look uh, a little bit slower. But I thought, actually, in general fitness after about the 70th minute looked pretty bad um maybe for both teams like the game seemed to get i don't know if it slowed down but like just less uh organized less it was running, stretched less, I it don't was know. stretched yeah um is that a problem for the u.s or is that just because they've only had a week training or they're in the middle of their season so they're tired like I don't know. It was just, it seemed very clear to me and I'm not exactly sure what my question is, but like I, I wasn't expecting it. I, I wasn't either either. Cause I don't think we've seen that really from other games. And this game yeah. was played late at night. I think they said it was like 70 degrees. So, you know, not super hot. And I would think kind of two things for the U S like one, I would just imagine we're fitter than most teams on average. I just feel like we're usually a very fit team. Oh, yeah. I also think, we're, we're not as deep as a lot of other teams. Like, I think the drop-off after, I don't know, 14 or 15 players is pretty significant. Like, the drop-off from Tim Weah to Morris, the drop-off from Des to Yedlin, like, those are pretty big drop-offs. Um, and I think if you look at some of the other teams that we're playing against, I mean, I'm not experts on most of them, but, like, you look at their rosters and you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, these guys, these teams are like 20 players deep. So I feel like in some senses it could be an advantage for us as the tournament goes on. But I, you know, I am worried if, if we get guys who have like hamstring poles or whatever, and then we're next man up, like the next man up is clearly not as good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you in that sense. I mean, I think you're, you're not right about, I don't want to see you're wrong. Cause I haven't, I don't know the ins and outs of every roster, but we're definitely right. I mean, we're definitely not as deep as England. That's a hundred percent true. But Wales had a guy come on today who was playing in League One. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know that yeah, that's, that's really that different than MLS or as good as MLS, right? Um, so <clears throat> I think that's not so much and an issue. To be clear, you're not talking about France. You're talking about third division. That's correct. I'm talking about the third <laughs> division of England, not League uh. Uh, no, no, You know no, no, my no. pronunciations are always on no, point. No. Uh, Especially the Portuguese. Yeah, the Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think that that our depth is not a huge problem. I think it's it's a problem that a lot of the 
you know, B to C list teams have. Uh, I would say this game was just kind of like played at a kind of frenetic pace for a lot of, a, a long yeah, the, the second the second half especially and i think that was part so, of it like we we couldn't I think get that, our that plays well for us like we're not we're not a team that can break teams down so play more that, you know that's end to end that, that's true I think but that plays i mean a lot of our, our attacking players as as you like to say colin game states like when we're up we don't oh, want totally to be playing agree. a frenetic pace and for i think sure. we let wales dictate the totally. pace in the second half yes Yes. We should talk about the penalty that Walker Zimmerman gave up. Uh, it looks like a dumb foul. They were saying on the broadcast, you know, Bale's going away from goal. Colin, uh, you texted to the group, and I think I agree with your take. What did you think of it? Yeah, they showed one. I mean, all that is true. He's going away from goal. You shouldn't foul him there. But there's one angle where it's like basically from the other goal kind of angle. And you can see that from that angle – Walker Zimmerman is facing the ball and thinks he's just going to hoof this clear. And Bale kind of like is cutting across him more than you realize um, from the normal TV angle. And, and Walker Zimmerman's head is turned towards the ball. Which, and so not that Bale moves that far across him, but just that he never sees him because he's looking at the ball. Um, is that on Walker Zimmerman for not knowing where Bale is? Maybe a little bit, right? But it's not so stupid you know, maybe it's still bad defending. Maybe, there, you know, you could shield that or, you know, not be so lungy with that or something like that. Yeah, like move through it. Yeah, yeah of right. So I'm not saying something. I'm not yeah. saying Zimmerman is without blame here, but I'm just saying it's not like you do see somewhere you're just like, what is the defender doing? That guy's like yeah. dribbling yeah. away from goal towards the corner flag and the guy just hacks into the back of his leg. It's not I mean, that bad. It's It's a mistake. You know, I mean, I, th- I, needs to I own, think the, I think the play itself, like the whole play was kind of an example of the U S maybe being a little bit of a sleep. It was like a quick throw in yeah. where like they beat like three players at once on the throw in. And then, you know, our whole defense is shifting over and, you know, Zimmerman, maybe he's not aware of where Bale's at. Um, I, you know, that's his responsibility. I think, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's a bad pen. Um, but like you said, Colin, I mean, you know, it's it's not like an unforgivable mistake. And it's just a, a lack of awareness, I think. And, you know, yeah. a player, frankly, who's smart and knows how to put himself in good situations. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's also the case that, you know, and this is part of the why you need guys like Adams and Aronson and whoever the ball winners in midfield is like if if you're going to face however many minutes of action in your own third in your own box, like eventually there's going to be a foul, right? You know, so you just can't sustain that. I think what's toughest for me is just that, you know, Bale's the key guy and to give a penalty on a play where he's going away. You know, it's one thing if he's just running by you and you, and you pull him down or whatever, but it's just a tough one to swallow a little bit. Completely agree. Uh, I'd like to take some of the blame. I had stepped out of the room to take my dirty dishes to the sink when this happened. Unconscionable. So, uh, Damn. I will not. I will not take my dirty dishes to the sink again. You just leave those dishes the right where cup. they are. Just let them be. Put them back. Them Actually, put. I hope you haven't washed them. Put them back where they were. <laughs> I'll text Sean and tell him <laughs> to put them back. Leave those Hawaiian food stinky dishes right where they were. Uh, okay. Let's do really quick uh, player grades. Actually, I kind of like it. Uh, like lightning, Matt Turner, Mike. Uh, 
Uh, are we saying like uh, A, B, C, D or 1 to 10? What are we doing here? Uh, I was going to say 1 to 10. Okay. Give him like a 6. He he made a, a couple good saves. Uh, he could have saved that penalty. Would have been tough. But overall, I thought he was okay. He did flap that cross. Absolute walkabout in the 99th minute as well. Yep. Uh, Colin, feel free to disagree if you want. Otherwise, I'll give you Serginho Dutch. I'm just going to, I'll just, when Mike gives a rating, I'm just going to give an over under. And I'll say <laughs> over for Mike, for Matt Turner. I like that. That's good. That yeah, nice. I take the over two, I think. I think he was probably a little better than that. Uh, Mike, Serginho Dust. Wait, me again, or does Colin get yeah. this one? No, now we're playing over under. Oh, under this is ratings. fun. Uh, give him a five. I thought the yellow to start with was was not great. Didn't do much offensively. He was solid on defense, I thought. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under, I, actually. I thought it was a pretty good rating. I don't think it's much under, but I'm going to take the under. I think... Yeah, he didn't do really anything offensively, and he's got to be one of the guys who should be able to break teams down. Like, yep. and he did not do shit. I, I like how the yellow this, put him in a bad spot. It was stupid. Can't be doing it. I like how this lets the listener just imagine that Colin could be giving Des anywhere from like a four and a half yeah. to just a one. <laughs> one. I think five's about right. I think I, five's he right. got stuck in no man's land a few times where it was like what what is he actually doing right there? Like he's not marking somebody. He's not playing defense. He's not playing offense. Like just decide what you want to do at least. And he just, uh, it was very like middling. So five is probably fine. Walker Zimmerman. Man, I'd say without the penalty, he's probably like a six and a half with the penalty. You got to give him like a, a four and a half. Maybe it's harsh, but it's a, it's a business with a result oriented business. Yeah. Under, yeah, the penalty probably he's a four, so Big, it's under your four. Biggest player of the I, game, it's his fault. I'm sorry. I just really want to push from Colin. I want to push so bad. <laughs> Tim Ream. Uh I thought Reem Reem was, was quite good. I'd give him like a six. Over. Over. That's fair. Anthony Robinson. Uh I'd give him six and a half. He's getting up and down a lot. There was one run where he ran like 80 yards to get a ball from Pulisic, and I was just—it was in like the 80th minute. I was very impressed. Yeah, over. Weston McKinney. I mean, yeah, we kind of talked about him. I'd give him like, I don't know, a four. I'll take the over, barely. Yeah, F- feels a little harsh. That's harsh, yeah. Tyler Adams. I mean, great. I'd give him seven and a half. Over. <laughs> This is so fun. Let's do this after everyone. But somebody else has to give the grades. And let's not stop with the players. Let's just talk about things in our life. Mondays. I give him a one. Over. Over. Sometimes there's a World Cup game on Mondays. Fair. Hawaiian food was an eight. Then you guys under on the Hawaiian food. Oh, over, over. You guys weren't even here. How do you know? Hawaiian food is delicious. An underrated American cuisine. Oh my god, the masubis had like some sweetness to them. I don't know Mm. what it was. It was great. Mm. Eunice Musa. Uh, five and a half. Oh, (laughs) push. Yes, you've done it. You got him. Yes, Wea. Uh, I mean, he, he was our most dangerous man. I'd give him, I'd give him a seven. Over, man. 
it's tough to get Mike to really yeah scores a goal. Well, the, World Cup, come on. I mean, the thing is, like in a in a performance where we had one okay half and one kind of bad half, that was not going to be an okay half, dude. We had no, all of it the was ball. A, they never looked like scoring. We, like, what is a we good didn't, half to you? A good half okay. is we score multiple goals or at least have multiple <laughs> shots so on like, goal. We have to have good halves. To, if we have just a couple good halves, we win 4-0 versus England. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I mean, uh, if we have two good halves, <laughs> we would, would be win 4-0. Half. Those would be good halves. I mean, we had one shot on goal in that half. So that's not a great half. It's like Results an okay based half. Business. Results-based business, Michael. World Player of the Year and current Liberian president George Weah never scored in a World Cup. So, uh, yeah, is it the first time that Tim has ever surpassed his dad at something? Mm. Probably not. Uh, Probably I bet he's a better like musician than than uh, his dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Sargent. Man, I mean, Colin likes Sargent doing the dirty work. He he had he had the shot off the post. He, he had a nice hold up for the assist. I'd give him like a six. I just don't feel. I don't know something about Sargent. He just doesn't have the presence for me, I feel like, of a center forward. Gravitas. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching that Dimitar Berbatov YouTube to avoid watching the USA game. That man has some gravitas. <laughs> Smart. I'll take the over on Sargent, but not by a lot. I thought he was good. I, The fact that we can't score, I don't actually blame Sargent for. I think the guys around him have to fill that void. Uh, you know, the actual, like, finishing. He did all the other stuff. Yeah. Everything that we want him to do, he was doing. Yep. He did his job. I, I mean, I would like my his, center forward to score. His ceiling is like seven. <laughs> Mike's so yeah, harsh. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pulisic. I mean, you guys, I, I feel like you guys know that I'm I'm very harsh on Pulisic. Just the crossing was terrible. He had, he had some nice dribbling in midfield. He had, obviously, the assist was lovely. But, I mean, overall, for me, it's just, it felt lacking, so I, I'm giving him a five. Oh my god! Over. I think the assist makes him over, but without it, yeah, he's probably under five. Um, Yedlin. Uh, I don't know, five. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the over, but I don't feel good about it. I feel like he was he he did what he you wanted him to do. I mean, I think he's uh you know subject or whatever uh, enemy number 1 of my um crossing criticism. Wow. He, that's oh, that feels I very disagree. harsh. Pulisic is enemy the only number 1. one. Hit a yeah, Pulisic is is pretty bad. He hit one early, like it, it, there was like a rebound or something and he hooked a ball back to the back yeah. post early and I was like yeah. that's like just do something more interesting. I, I it was think it's one I, time. Uh, Yedlin, I think when he first burst on the scene, he did not have good ideas. He did not like play soccer well, but now yeah. he does. He does. He, like he's a smart player now, and yeah. you know, I, I totally agree with you on that. On that, I know exactly what player you're talking about. But I, he floated it too much, and it wasn't effective. Harsh, Brendan Aronson. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think eleven. He had a nice little spark. Give him a give him a seven. I think after Adams, for me, he was probably the guy who I was like, "Oh yeah, I thought he played well. I want him to start more." Some, yeah. I'll take the over, but just Morris is my general sense of 
being more positive than you. Morris, I mean, I feel like he only had he touched the ball maybe like two times, yeah, so he gets a, rate, no, a, a no rating for me. Yeah, no rating. Push. Yeah, Kellen. Uh, I don't know. I thought I thought he came in and was actually serviceable, so I'll give him like a, a six. There was like maybe one or two passes he misplaced that kind of frustrated me, but overall, I think he did a job. He had a nice little yellow on bail. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I, that's what he gets a nine for the best professional yellow card that's ever, yeah, ever been professional yellow carded. That was, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I feel like he's the anti, the anti like naive player on the team. He just kind of comes in, and you he's really know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. Except he's he's better than Beckerman. I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. his name like that, but you know, yeah. his role is is kind of a Beckermanish role. Uh, great foul, like you said, and uh, you know he was also the one. He had like just come on the field, and when the penalty happened, and he was the one uh, doing the Concacaf. Yeah, he style. loves talking yeah. shit. Him and Adams. Yeah, he loves just, talking shit. Just walking around on the spot. Nothing as 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 people who talk shit on a podcast. Uh, there's nothing more that we appreciate than talking shit on a soccer field. <laughs> Did you guys see the video? There's like a USMT video where they um they interviewed the players about trash talk and the responses were so boring i was really disappointed they're all just like oh you know uh stuff you can't say on a video i was like just paraphrase dude just yeah give us something make, make it pg-13 right we can we want to know uh how'd you write he's another kind of no rating for me yeah. i i mean I, I thought you know there was one ball that came in that he had like a glancing header that I just felt like maybe this guy's a better target man. If if we're going to cross the ball 30 times, maybe we should put in a bigger <laughs> dude than Sergeant or Ferreira. So. He, yeah, maybe it's not his fault. He came in in the 74th minute. He had 25 minutes and he touched the ball maybe twice. I don't, that seems very disappointing. And again, maybe it's not his fault, but uh You'd like to see a little more out of your forward when you're chasing a goal. Yeah, we barely touched the ball, I feel like. Uh, all right. So, Colin, you're a little more up on this game than Mike, at least the result. Uh, how do you see this putting us in the context of the World Cup at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think we're on a level footing with Wales in every sense, right? Like, England played true to form and, and beat the shit out of Iran. Um, so now, you know, Assuming we both lose to England, which I think both these teams have about the same likelihood of getting results against England, um, meaning ourselves and Wales. Uh, then it comes down to like goal difference versus Iran. I was very unimpressed about the Wales attack, right? Like they don't they didn't seem to have a lot of ideas. They only scored on a penalty. Their other chances were like hoofing the ball into the box, basically. Even when we looked not that great and ragged and the game was stretched, they weren't that good. They just this is not a team that's gonna score a lot of goals. So if we can beat Iran three 0 which seems possible when, you know, England can put six past them, we're through, baby. Like that's that is a result that puts us through, I think. Um that, that's a that's hard like, that's a tall ask for us, but we can <laughs> we can we've beaten, you know, Jason Ferreira is walking through that door. He's beaten bad teams who don't have I anything mean, to play for. Yeah, that, I think, Iran's going to have nothing to play for by then because Wales will have already beaten them, and we can beat that team. So like, I don't know. Sorry, Mike, but the Iran has to win now. So they're yeah. actually 
by the third game, they might be down and out, and we can just pick them off. Yeah. The second game, this game, though, they're the wounded animal. They're, yeah. like, this actually might be a little bit tricky for Wales. Yeah. Uh, I, I like our next two games because England, we don't expect anything. And then for Iran in the third game, we know what we have to do. Whereas Wales, it's it's a much trickier proposition for them. Yeah, totally. Um, So I agree with everything you're saying, but I think it's it's fun to play those little games where it's like, all right, well these these guys are thinking this and they have to do this and like all this. It's classic World Cup group stage stuff, Um, and I like the way it plays out for us better. Yeah, I I agree. I also think, I mean, we didn't expect England to stomp. Iran today like that was a bit of a surprise of how uncompetitive Iran looked and maybe they just had an off day or whatever and maybe they're actually a better team than we think like I wouldn't necessarily rule them out just off of today Um, I mean I'm obviously not an expert on that team but like they've got guys who play in big leagues for big clubs and you know if they get a result against like if they beat Wales, which is not inconceivable, then all of a sudden that game oh, they could might be winning yeah. win and go through. Yeah. yeah. So like whoever wins that game, us or or them, um, or you know like if if they beat Wales, then they only need a draw against us. So I'm you know I'm uh, I'm scared. It's all actually I think the three teams in some way are on even footing, even though. Iran looks so bad. If yeah. they beat Wales, then it's like yeah, but they're also yeah. three horse race. I mean, when you get down to the uh, goal differential shit, you wouldn't right. expect us to lose or us or Wales. You're not going to expect Wales to lose by four nil to England. I mean, right? Just, yeah, they're, sure. they're just a sure. two uh, solid defense. They're they're half a point behind. They yeah. they take a negative half point yeah. for their loss today. Yeah, but yeah. it's all it's all very much still up up in the air. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's okay. So it's all up in the air. What do we think needs to be changed for England? That's a very different game, of course. Uh, England will not bunker in the first half like Wales did. Uh, we're not, I think, expecting anything out of the England game necessarily. Uh, so what does that mean, Mike, for you? How do we set up? Geo is fresh. Was he being saved? Do we stay with the ponytail center backs? <laughs> How do you feel? Um, I feel... So I would put in... Um, Brendan for Wes. I think that's a that's a sub I would definitely make. I think I would take out Dest, and I guess that means you put in Yedlin. Um, it just seems unlikely that they would put in Joe Scally for like his third cap against Come England on. in the World Cup. You know, I wouldn't hate it, but it's it's a little risky. And then I think I would take out Reem. I, I mean, he's gonna start. I take it back. There's no way you're like, oh, Berhalter's just been talking so much about how much. He likes his experience in the Premier League, so I think we probably have the same same center backs. And then, I mean, I I would I would not start Pulisic in this game, but that's just not me. I, I mean, Wait, so who did you drop? Weston and Pulisic. I think I'm dropping Weston, Dest, and Pulisic, and I'm putting in. Wow. We'll say maybe maybe Aronson plays out on the wing. We put Acosta in, or. Or or Geo, some combination of Aronson, Geo, and Acosta in the midfield, and then Yedlin as our right back, and throw on Haji because why not? <laughs> sorry, Sarge, Colin. Sorry, Jesus Ferreira. Jesus Ferreira is what you, you're really your. Sorry to that. Um, ooh, who I, I so I think you dropped Tim Ream. I think you he's too old to be playing four days apart or whatever it is. Uh, so. 
And I think England's not, I said this, you know, however, two, two weeks ago or whatever, I don't think England's a team that he sets up well against. I think ball playing against Iran where we have more of the ball is more his strength. So I think you drop him. Maybe you play Aaron Long, pretty good header of the ball. Maybe Cameron Carter-Vickers, whoever, you know, pick one. Uh, I'm leaving Dest in there. Even though he had a bad game, I'm, like, talking to him and trying to fire him up and be and be like, you can do it. Uh, <laughs> McKenney, I'm going to still start probably. I'm probably going to start the same three in midfield. Uh, I'm going to play Aronson instead of Wea. I'm going to play Pulisic, but I'm going to – tell him he's only going to play the first half and Gio's going to play the second half. Uh, and then up top, uh, I'm going to play Sargent again. So you're just taking out Wea and Reem? I get that right? Yeah, but I, I've got some planned subs there. Pulisic, you're like not... Minutes management Minutes subs. management for you. Man, I just At feel like... that's what you tell him. just feel like you, you take our best attacking player and he's the one guy you sit over to two scrubs it's just shocking to me it's shocking uh, i think uh way the game is not going to suit tim Wea, where we never have the fucking ball we have 10 percent of possession i think way is pretty ineffective without the ball speaking of percentage possession uh fox is showing these stats it. that have uh what do they call it it's like Con- contested one team, another team and contested i hate it the way that stats usually work is they just count the number of passes and then do the division over the total yeah. number of passes, right? Like, there's a, maybe that doesn't quite make sense for what possession means, like, uh, intuitively, but that's the established stat, Fox. Yeah. What are you doing? I, I, I have a feeling, John Strong said something about it on the broadcast, and I have a feeling it might be a FIFA thing, not a Fox thing. It's just hard for me to imagine Fox would give a shit enough to be like, oh, let's make up a new let's, stat. And like invest in some way to count it. Yeah. Like in real but I it, I think it's so stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I think it's neither better nor worse, but it's just like because we haven't used it, it right. makes it impossible to compare it to other things. Or like I'm used to Spain having 80% like in their – heyday of Tiki Taka, like, what is 58 now? Is that, like, yeah. what would have been 65? I, I, I don't know. I'd love but, to see the spread right. of contestedness also. Like, oh, shit, this game only has 2% contested. <laughs> or, like, this game has, like, 35% contested. Just all, <laughs> Just all, all balls being pinged back. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, that's USA versus Wales. We got England on Friday. Uh, we're trying to keep this a little tight. Any last thoughts? World Cup in general, opening ceremonies, uh, Infantino speeches. Oh my god, anything, it's terrible. Anything. It's all bad. Yeah, I will say one thing I learned today is that a great way to watch a game as an anxious uh, new parent is to just constantly be trying to rock your baby and feed them. And I did that in the first half. Yep, you know it, it. worked. Did that yeah, in the first half. It was great. Rock. And then I was like, I'm gonna put her to sleep in the second half. She did go to sleep. Uh, and the game watching experience was much worse for me. So this was a good lesson learned. You need that distraction. You need to go bowling. You're yep. a young parent, much like a young U.S. team. You're learning yep. things. We'll get better. We'll be ready by 26. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? Thanks, Cliff. Nope. Thanks, Cliff. Amazing. Bye, guys. Uh, 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 uh,
Let's get this so hot and fresh out the kitchen. I am recording. Who else has a phone in the house? I'll, I'll text your wife and ask her for her phone. Swappy, swappy. Okay, I'm leaving Zoom. All right, now I'm recording for real. Still recording. Not quite as hot and fresh out the kitchen. Oh, there's a cat outside the shed. Oh, he's trying to get in. He's orange. He's white. Come on, cat. Come on, cat. Come get in this pod. He's leaving. Probably a Wales fan. Get in the pod, cat. It's a pod cat. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're a dad. That's a dad joke. It's very good. Very good. Michael, are you ready? Go sit right next to the router. He should probably just turn off the Wi-Fi is what he should do. Turn off the Wi-Fi? Oh, and just do it on 3G or whatever. 4G. What, yeah. How many Gs are we on now? 5Gs? Probably, hopefully five. I'm hoping he's got five. That's why he's got COVID too. Two not yet being eliminated from the World Cup. Our, our fun can live on. Okay. That's all you want, right? Just give me something to live for, yeah. World Cup. Get to play at major tournaments. Michael. This feels like the uh, extra minutes of stoppage time right now. Just how long is this going to be? Holding your breath. This feels like 14 minutes. 14 minutes, minutes, yeah. Yeah. A first half stoppage. (laughs) First half stoppage is the worst because it's not even exciting. Yeah. It's just worthless minutes. Oh, who else is joining? Who's 507? I just invited everything in my phone that I had associated <laughs> with Michael. All right, here we go. You ready, Mike? Recording. Okay. Bada boom, bada bing. Sure, why not? Let's do a podcast. All right. Three, two, one.